0: According to Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus entered the temple, and the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question if you tell me the answer. Then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say, from heaven, will he say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say, of human origin, we're afraid of the crowd. For all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. So the father went to the second and said to him, And he answered, I go, sir but he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, Even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord. Jesus Christ the ultimate concern the the elders the chief priests they asked the right question they asked the right question who's in authority here where do you get your authority Jesus it's really perhaps one of the most important questions one could ask. As we live in the morass, the chaos of so many truth claims and people claiming authority, and it's hard to know who and what authority you trust today, isn't it? I know I wrestle with so many, so much information coming at me that so often doesn't sound like news to me, but propaganda. As we're told only one part of the story to get it, to convince us what to think and believe. We have to navigate this and it's hard, but even more vexing for us is the voices that say what life is about and who we are and, and, and what we should be doing with our lives. And so we live amidst many truth claims and many authorities. And so the elders, the chief priests, are asking the right question of Jesus. Where do you get your authority? Where does it come from? They're asking because Jesus has said things and done things that are mind-blowingly powerful and blasphemous. In this sense that he's doing things that only God does and he's saying things that only God gets to do. And so where do you, how do you, you know, who do you think you are? You seem to be putting yourself in the place of almighty God. Now notice where Jesus goes in his response. He doesn't say, well, I... Calm the wind and the waves on the Sea of Galilee. That's a pretty good place of authority. Uh, He doesn't say, I fed thousands of people with just a few loaves and fish. He doesn't say, you know, I gave this person sight who'd been blind from birth. He doesn't say, you know, I turned water into wine at the wedding in Cana. He doesn't go into any of those miracles or even his authoritative teaching. He goes to John the Baptist. Now, this kind of really was perplexing to me when I read this text. I thought, what does John the Baptist have to do with where you get your authority, Jesus? And maybe is Jesus just tricking them, like, well, you tell me on what is John from God or not, and, and then if you tell me, I'll tell you, and is he just kind of doing a repost here, a, a kind of challenge of honor, you know, he's in a little duel with these, these you know, religious leaders who are trying to knock him down in honor, and, and he's trying, you know, and he ends up besting them, of course, but maybe he just picks out John because he knows he's a, a trap, but then did you notice later with that parable of the two sons, he goes right back to John, so it's something There has to be something about John and the baptism of John that has something to say about Jesus' authority. I don't think it was just because he knew he could win the, the challenge. So, what is this about John's baptism? About John's preaching. And as you remember, just to help you recall, when John was baptizing, people were going out, repentance and forgiveness were being given. Um, And who steps in the water with John? Jesus. He doesn't need to be forgiven, he doesn't need to repent. Or does he? What's going on? And then, if just again to remind you what happened, especially in the Gospel of Matthew, um, John says, "No, Jesus, you don't need. You should baptize me. I don't need. You know." So they have this little battle, and Jesus says, "You must do it to fulfill, fill up all righteousness." Something is happening in Jesus' baptism. Something even more than just the launching of his ministry. Well, what is that? Well, you just hang on for a minute. So Jesus then, after they said, well, I'm not gonna tell you on whose authority, but I will tell you a story. Now, when Jesus tells you a story, you're always in trouble. There were two sons. Go out in the field, work in the vineyard. Dad has a vineyard. Get out there and work. Do your chores. The one son says, "Sure, Dad." and doesn't. The other son says, "Forget you. I'm not going out there. It's hot. It's dirty work." But he changes his mind. The root of that word is metanoia, repent. He repents. That's what the King James translates it as. Uh, Going back to that, I think King James got it on that one. Repents, and be repented, and he changed his mind, and he went. Which one did the will of the Father? And of course they say, like our kids did, the second what does this have to do with authority? And then after that, Jesus says, you know what? John came in the way of righteousness and you guys didn't hear him. And prostitutes and tax collectors, the lowest of the low when it comes to righteousness, at least in the minds of others of that day, they're going in ahead of the... The most righteous. What is going on here? Are you confused at this point? Are you just like, what, what is going on? Well, let's just look at these two sons and where authority comes from. It's really amazing. So the first son says, I'll do it. He's keeping the law. He's a law-abiding son. He's honoring his father and mother. His father says to do something, You do it. And he said, yes, I'll do it. But then he doesn't. I think about what the Apostle Paul says, there's none righteous, not one. If you want to stand on the law, on doing all the right things to get into the kingdom of God, then you got to do it perfectly, just like Jesus said. And has anybody done that? When it comes to the law, aren't we all in that same boat of the first son? Oh yes, Lord, we'll do it. I love Joshua. When they remember Joshua's about ready to lead him in and he, and he, and they says and he says, "As for me and my children, we will serve the Lord and we will go in and we will be righteous." And all of Israel says, "Yes, we'll do it." Yes, and they go into the land and they worship other gods right away. <laughs> you see, when it comes to the law, we're all the first son, if we're honest. And then Jesus says a different way, a different source of authority. Not the law, but he tells one who didn't do it, didn't even try, didn't just shun the responsibilities of the law but then something happens to that son and it's so important to get into this word it is in the passive indicative as far as the verb tense and if you didn't major in English that's fine I'll tell you what it means I don't know if I didn't know other things but anyway indicative means it's done and passive means it's done to you so really it isn't they repented, they changed their mind like they thought to themselves, hmm, you know what, I really should go. No, what it means is that something happened to them that transformed them and repented them. That's what happened to the son, something happened. They were changed and then they entered into the work of the vineyard and what does that work? You could say, well, now he's working. Actually, it says right there in the text It says, (laughs) what is the work? They believed. They repented and believed. That's the gospel. That's you and I. That's what Jesus came to do, to fulfill all righteousness. You see, Jesus points to John the Baptist because when he was baptized, he who knew no sin took on sin. He was fully identifying with us and he came among us and he took our sin And then he would live that life to move to the cross to ultimately bear our sin, to die for our sin and be raised to make us right, to fulfill all righteousness. You see, that's where ultimate authority comes from, what Jesus did for us. Amidst the morass of chaos and authority claims in our lives, there are very important authorities, many we need to trust, but all of them we need to question to some degree and wonder about, especially today. But nonetheless, Jesus stands in our midst and carries, he can carry the weight of our sin. He was raised from the dead and he is the ultimate authority in our lives. And what does he say? What does he say to you and to me? Child of God, you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. You hang on to that with all your might, because that's the truth, and that's what's going to last. Have you ever run into a situation where something was just way too heavy for you to Lift. I run into that all the time now that I have an L three issue, vertebra. You know, I want to do it. I just, I just can't. It's so frustrating. But thanks be to God, the greatest weight of all, our own sin, our own brokenness, Jesus took upon Himself. He can carry the weight. All the other authorities in the world can't do it, and neither can the law. But the gospel of Christ can. May that give you hope and strength this day. Thanks be to God. Amen.